What's up, podcast audience? The Foul Life Podcast back at you. I'm Chad Belding. Thank you so much for the subscriptions and downloads, all of the support of us, our brands, our TV shows, and especially all of our partners and sponsors. Today's episode of the Foul Life Podcast is brought to you by Camo Space. I don't know about you all, but I'm tired of the sensitivity warns, warnings, the shadow banning, the disrespect to our culture our lifestyle, our beliefs, our Second Amendment rights, the right to bear arms and protect our families, our communities, our dwellings. And the agenda today does not like us. They want us gone. And that goes for all of the big tech and the social media platforms that are out there now. Can't even show a gun on TikTok. It's not because of hunters, I promise you that. Every time you put a dead duck on Instagram, sensitivity warnings they don't like us they start shadow banning you You don't your account does not get seen by that many people your numbers go down your analytics go down and your insights go down and then all of a sudden people think oh they're not good at what they do no it's happening and that's why camo space is coming i am so fired up for camo space big news big platform software the investment into this has been amazing we are going to do it right we're doing it with mr denny reed and Mr. Michael Waddell, Bone Collector, T-Bone, Nick Munt, The Foul Life. We're all teaming up, and we're bringing you Camo Space. Middle of August, you're going to be able to come on, build your platform, build your profile, videos, photography, tips, tactics, dog work, culinary work, gardening. It doesn't matter. This entire lifestyle, your hunts, your fishing trips, your recipes, does not matter. We're going to support hunters with Camo Space. It's going to be our new home. We, it's, needed, it's been needed for a long time, and I'm tired of putting up with people that don't know who we are and why we do what we do, just having the ability to push a button and knock us down, and uh, we don't need to stand for it anymore. So Camel Space is on its way. Get ready. Middle of August 2022. We want you to come over and join us. Michael Waddell, thank you so much for being a part of it. Bone Collector, Booger Bottom, Georgia. Danny Reed, thank you for taking this and huge step and in investment into our future of social platforms that are going to support hunting and fishing and outdoors and living off the land and being a provider, a conservationist, a gatherer. That's who we are. We're proud of it. Camel Space is going to take off, I promise you. And today's guest is going to be part of Camel Space. Trent Cole, come on, man. Blitz TV, but a NFL badass, 91 sacks, only second behind the great late Reggie White for the Philadelphia Eagles. This man has done it all. His football career was amazing. University of Cincinnati, drafted into the NFL, played for the Indianapolis Colts a little bit, but most of his career was played for the Philadelphia Eagles. And now he's got blitz outdoors. He's hunting, he's fishing, he's farming. His main income now is farming up in the up in the Atlantic Northeast part of our country. I'm fired up to know Trent Cole. I'm fired up to have him as a guest on the Foul Life Podcast. I hope you all enjoy this. Camo Space presents the Foul Life Podcast, the one and only Trent Cole. Hope you all enjoy. Obviously, you named uh, your TV show after your football career, if I had to guess, which, I mean, isn't too hard to guess with over 90 sacks. Uh, you miss that feeling? Like, when you walk away from something that's so adrenaline-filled and, you know, hunting brings that, is hunting the next step in replacing that adrenaline for a like a, I mean you're considered a, a pro bowler which is the all-stars of the NFL um lots of rewards lot over 600 tackles over 90 sacks second only to Reggie White with the Philadelphia Eagles is hunting kind of let your mind uh get past that adrenaline needed uh in the huddle and on the on the football field on Sundays um it's comparable I mean it is comparable uh, but you know, uh, Chad, I've you know I've been I've been hunting since I've been a kid, you know, a, a young kid, a young age, and it's always been there. You know, saying it's always even that drive, and I think mo- a lot of things that I do is uh, is is very is is it takes a driven person to do, and and uh, and also I'm doing uh, you know not just you know playing the game of football. I'm I'm in a lot of other stuff. You know, I'm a full time farmer. 
um, you know, doing television hunting show um, and a lot of other, you know, and, and being a professional fisherman and and all and all and a lot of other stuff that I'm doing as well. But like I said, I'm, I'm a driven guy. And it's just the the nature of competing. Um, that's where I get from. You know, what I'm saying when it comes from when it, compared to football, I'm competing. You know, what I'm saying I'm competing. Like when it comes to professional fishing, um, um, it's you're competing. But uh, you know, you try to. The, the times that I miss it is the times um, when, you know, like, you know, when, when like, say, say the team, like the Philadelphia Eagles, is if they're losing, I want to be there. I wish I could lose with them. You know what I'm saying? When they're, when they're winning, they're, you know, they can hold their own. Because then that's the times when I, I do miss all that. This is like, because, you know, you want to be there to help your team. You don't want to, and that's your former team. You know how it is. You know that feeling, and that's whenever I get is whenever your your home team is losing. Yeah, I want to get into the farming and and competitiveness and and self drive and how you have to be a self starter to to do what you did in football, but now what you're doing, um, you know, with the farming and in the Blitz TV and your professional fishing career. But you know, when I I was a D one athlete, um, not on your level, but I played D one baseball at UNLV in Vegas and wasn't good enough to go to the next level, but I could imagine like, you know, a, a scout calls me or a cross checker calls me and says, Hey, the Royals are going to take you in the 47th round. I'd be fired up. Even though your odds of making it in the 47th round, you know, they're not really looking to invest a bunch in you. You're just kind of filling a spot in football. How does it work? Trent Cole with the, with the draft, you go in the fifth round out of the university of Cincinnati are, are, are you expecting to go higher than that? Is there complete communication that day of like, hey, your agent's sitting there talking to these different teams and you kind of have an idea that you're going to go in the fourth or fifth round? Because now when you go that late in the NFL draft, I don't even know how many rounds are in the NFL draft. I assume that that's maybe in the middle. Is that is that fair to say? No, I'm not really in the middle. I mean, I was a fifth round draft pick. But uh, like, you know, when I was going to draft, I was, I was, I, I was expecting – to to go to go high, but you know what I'm saying I knew that there was a little um I had I had a little bump in the road but because I you know I didn't get a chance to uh perform in the um you know the um combine combine uh, I didn't get a chance for because I was uh, I had pneumonia, I had pneumonia um really I was very very sick so I went there and uh, try to do some interviews and I couldn't, I was so sick that I couldn't handle interviews. And they just, they said, Hey man, you should just go home. Cause you're very, very sick. And after, as soon as I left there, I, I was in the hospital for like four or five days. Actually, it was, I think it was seven days. I was in the hospital, which nobody know, knew that, you know what I'm saying? And I was, and I was trying to recover because I literally almost died from uh, pneumonia, which nobody, a lot of people don't know. Um, and then I ended up catching, like I said, two weeks later, um again but uh like i said it, it it's um you, you you expect to go high i was feeling good i was uh, i was in great shape i mean i was shoot i was 260 uh running the four or five you know and uh just couldn't, didn't get a chance to build to show what i could do and thank the and thank god that you know what I'm saying um i thank god every day about and for the eagles to be able to, to take a chance on me um, you know, even though they didn't know what I could do, um, you know, and, uh, you know, I don't regret nothing that's happened to me, you know, in all of them in, in the past days and in, in the past years. And, um, uh, you know, you just got to take every day, you know, as is and, and, and work hard as you can and, uh, to achieve different things. And that's where I come, that's where I get a lot of drive from too, because I was put in a situation where, you know, I got sick and I knew going in is I had to. I had to compete. I had to show them, you know what I'm saying, what I could do. So I think a lot of that drive comes from that too. So you go on the field the first day as a rookie into camp in, in the great, you know, there's some great players there that have been established. What's your mindset? Like, are you, do you know right off the bat that you're, that you are in approving your state or did you already know that you deserve to be there? How, what's the mentality like? When you go in there, you don't want to go in there and be so gung ho that you're overdoing it every day, but you still have to prove yourself. Hey, like I'm better than a fifth round draft pick. I, and I please, please know, Mr. Trent Cole, 
that I am not saying that a fifth round draft pick is low. It's just with your it's just with your NFL numbers, yeah. you would have thought you were a first or second round at the latest draft pick. You know what I mean? So like what was the mentality stepping on that field being a fifth round draft pick, knowing that you had to earn a spot now? Um, when I got in there, like you said, coming from Southern Ohio, you know, it was a big shock to me, just kind of place that's kind of overwhelming at first. But uh I knew that I was there with the best players in the United States, you know, uh, best. I mean, and it was, and, and all the guys I played with Chad were, were great players, like were great players. And I've learned from a lot of them, but going, coming in there, I I knew I had to perform and remember I had pneumonia. So I, I, I came, I came in at 225 and, and, and I still went out there and performed you know, at 225. You know, and and people know I was that light playing deepest of line, you know, but uh, like I said, that it was just that drive I had. I knew that you know I had a chance. I've been given a opportunity, and that's all I wanted. You know, what I'm saying I was one of the type of guys, hardworking guy from Ohio, um, that you know, what I'm saying opportunity was the best thing ever given. You know, and uh, like I said, I don't regret nothing that's happened to me. You know, what I'm saying I have no regrets for anything that's happened to me, and uh, all it does is just you know. I knew that, you know, working hard can, can solve a lot of things, dude. Um, you're a very humble man. I, I know one of our mutual friends, Danny Reed, speaks very highly of you. We're going to get into him. He wanted me to make sure that we both had a complete understanding going into this conversation that he is your farming coach. Like, he is like the Bill Parcells <laughs> of farming. <laughs> um, I don't know if Bill Parcells is the best. I mean, there's other football coaches, the the great Joe Walsh, the, the Joe Gibbs, the, the Lou Holtz. There's a lot of great coaches out there. But um, when, when you start talking about football, I played football in high school, and we won two state championships. But I, I'm, I'm going to be straight up. Like, yeah. it hurt. It hurt, man. Like, I broke my tailbone collarbone my ligaments my tendons your your arms are just, and you can't be a pansy like i'm not trying to sound like one please don't think no, it that you, way but you can't be pansy you, you can't, can't be. be you can't be pansy but i gotta ask you straight up question yes yep. i've known i've known quite a few nfl players that were yep. special teams defense offense all of it at this point in your life right now and you had a son which i'm sure you do i don't we're gonna get into this right now yep. How yep. old is your son going to be before he can start playing tackle football? Man, that's a great question. That is a great, great subject. You know what I'm saying? That you, I've, had, I've been, I, I start with this. I've been asked, a, lately I've been asked a lot by parents and stuff. It's like, when should I start my kid? You know what I'm saying? Do you think it's, should he start with it? And, you know, the answer I give people um, um, is that, hey, you know what I'm saying? It's up to you, um, you know. Uh, we only get to live this life one time, you know. Saying you get to choose what you want to do with it, and and your kids gonna have the same. I mean, you want you want to give your kids the the the, the same experience, the same, uh, and just go out there and live life and enjoy what's being given to us here on earth. And um, as me, I started at a young age. I started. I think I was in full pads, and I think the, I think fourth grade, I was in full pads. And I mean, we were hitting, you know what I'm saying? It was, it was, uh, it was tough. And like I said, I, I, I have to say this, um, I think full pads for young kids is, um, and I'll give you the truth here is uh, kids shouldn't be hitting at a young age because, you know, their bones are just not, they're not developed yet. Their you know spinal, man? their spinal cord, their muscle development, their bone structure, everything. Right. And I'll tell you, Don, and that's just, just, this is my opinion. And I'm just going off what I've seen, what I've seen, and and and, and I think that you know, then I think once you hit junior high, then I think that's when you know, some kids should start hitting and uh, able to be full pads and go after it. But I think kids are just developing, and, and you know, what I'm saying there's a lot. That's why there's a lot of broken bones because I'm coming from experience here that I broke bone. I, I had something broken almost after every year, like from from. The start of being in the fourth grade, and then and then on, I, I was breaking something every year. You know, I had doctors tell me, um, you know, saying, try to tell my mom not to let me play football. I mean, I was sitting there right there in the hospital bed, getting my arm wrapped up, 
And I'm looking at him sideways because he's ever talking, telling my mom not to let me football. And I'm looking at my mom like, you got to be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> there ain't no way you're going to stop me from not being my boys and my buddies that you know, go play football. You know what I'm saying? So there he, so you know, there's, there, there's a, it, it's a, it's a, you know what I'm saying? I think with parents, I think, I think it's, it's, to, it's up to the parents. You know what I'm saying? They have a, you know what I'm saying? They got a choice. And I think it's not, I think any choice is not wrong. I have to say this. Because any choice they make to let the kids decide to play ball when they're young, hey, so be it. You know what I'm saying? And if they, if they decide to hold off until they feel like it's time, then there it is. But they say at the end of the day, they say it's just, it's on the parents. They have a choice. And I think no choice is wrong. Yeah, I can't argue with that. I just always, I like to have that type of conversation and I'm not going to make this whole interview or conversation with yeah. the great Trent Cole about when you should start your kid. It's just when you start thinking about head trauma and concussions and things yeah. like this, um, football is a different animal. Linemen, people are like, well, linemen, they don't have it that hard. The receivers are getting hit. The running backs, the halfbacks, the linebackers, the defensive ends, the strong safeties. Linemen are getting smacked with big old claws on every play. They're down in the trench on every play. So. I've had some buddies that had had some issues being a lineman. So I'm always interested in, um, you know, my nephews. He's 11, loves football. But I'm like, man, I don't know. You're a great golfer. You're a great baseball player. You got some skills on the court. You can dribble a little bit. He loves Steph and, and, and watching the NBA. But then I get worried about that impact on every play of, a, of an aggressive athlete at that age, not having the correct form, not having the right muscle development. So I'm, I just, I like to ask that because, and I appreciate your honesty, Trent Cole, is that I don't know if I would let them play anything but maybe flag football or touch all the way until maybe they're 16, 17 years old when, they, when they're in the weight room and they're really experiencing weightlifting and squats and deadlifts and muscle structure and, and athletic, athleticism. I, and that might be way off because I haven't been around a Pop Warner uh, clinic or a Pop Warner coach or in practice in a long time. But, man, there's just something about the game of football that I look at you and go, man, 90 tackles, that shows you that he's in at least 90 plays, which is a lot more than that because you don't get a not, – not 90 tackles, 90 sacks. You don't get a mm -hmm. sack on every play. Sacks are – they're tough to come by. I mean, if you get – how many is a good season, 15? I mean, uh, I'll say just – Eight or nine. Eight or nine. Eight or nine in a season is considered great. So to get yeah. 91 in a career, think of how awesome you have to be for a decade of all the wear and tear. Like that is so unbelievable to me in the game of football and, the, and, and, and praise the Lord for letting you come out healthy and have your mind and your brain. Because I've seen some guys and heard stories and read up on it that it's taken its toll in a lot of ways on players. And um, I, it, it, hasn't, it hasn't made me against football but it's made me step back and go when is the right age so we'll we'll leave it at that it's like there's a discussion to be had there of when a father and mother allow their son or daughter to put some pads on and start head contact and tr and, and and chesting up and tackling and hopefully they learn the right technique and their coaches have that down and hopefully you're a coach to every kid in the country to where they can go watch your technique and um and 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 see that there is a correct way to do it but i gotta ask you this like you're so yeah. humble Mm -hmm. your, your reputation precedes you as being quiet and motivated. Mm -hmm. um, but if I mic'd you up on a Sunday, were you a smack talker a little bit? You know, when I hear like there was all them old Lord LT tapes and he was just, he would just get in people's head, right? Like, were you a mind player? Did you talk some smack or did you just do your job and keep your mouth shut? Uh, the way I was is I, I stayed quiet because I had this mentality of uh, my, my mentality was, I need to save every little bit of energy I got. You know what I'm saying? And that was my mentality. But the thing I didn't like is when you're taking and you're whooping one of them offensive linemen's butt, you're just tearing him up. And he gets to start talking because he's mad because he's getting his butt. That ticks me off. That ticks me off the worst. And that's what made me really just take it to him. You know? um, can, I, can I say a name that if this ever happened, do another name? I'm yeah. sorry, Trent. I thought you were done. What'd you say right there at the end? I apologize. No, I said I just, did, I said I just didn't. You know, they, you know, they just didn't. They didn't know when to shut up and and, and, and 
find themselves and try to stop me, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, they get in their butt whooped, but they want to start talking. And I'm like, okay, you're, you're going to just drive me even more to come come and take it. You. you know what I'm saying? Here comes a spin move by Trent Cole. Oh, it's another sack, and that offensive lineman just pissed. Was one of those offensive linemen at any time uh, a guy named Justin Smiley from the Crimson Tide of Alabama um, played in the NFL with the 49ers? He tells me a story that um, – <laughs> He he did not like the way that Trent Cole played against him because he owned him on a lot of a lot of plays. Um, and Justin is one of the sweetest men I've ever met uh, for being, um, you know, at one time he had one of the highest paid offensive line lineman contracts in NFL history. You would never yeah. know it. You would never know it. Just like you, this guy is just a yeah. sweetheart of a man. But do you remember yeah. Justin Smiley? Yes, I do. He's a humble man. He's a humble man. Okay. That he he's he's pretty he's really he's pretty good he's good he's better than what he what he's what he talks and what he's telling you yeah. it's, he's better than what he's telling you he's i thought he was a good player yeah i i watched some of his old tape and i got to hunt with yeah. him in nebraska last year yeah and just so forthcoming and giving and um you know there, there's just a lot to be said about humility and what um athletics and competitive nature teach you what responsible and being held accountable what being coachable and being teachable mean and what what that means to the future of, of of a boy or a girl's development like it's everything and when you see it come together like it has for you or somebody like justin smiley it's just awesome there's no ego involved you're willing to give you're willing to you're just you're just another dude that puts his pants on the same way but you were in that huddle you were living the dream of thousands and thousands and millions of high school football players of pop Warner football players of watching Barry Sanders run a ball and going, I want to do that someday watching you and Reggie white do your thing and say, I want to do that someday. Like you live the dream. And now you hear you are living your other dream that, that, that you're, you're so well-rounded and it. it's just a, it's a great way to be. So I give a lot of the credit to the upbringing and to the coaches and the teachers. Like that's who really molds us in our life. Right. Yeah, everybody, everybody. We've been, we, we, you know I'm saying, everybody's been, uh, we've come across has impacted from good to bad. They have impacted us for the good. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think that, I think that you're probably so grateful to be in the position that you are because, look, man, you earned your money, you earned your worth, and now you're giving mm -hmm. back. You're, you, yep. you have this mentality now, which is so weird to me in a way because I want to get into this now. Like when I yep. look at your football pictures. I'm just being straight up honest. I don't think farmer. Like when I look at Dan, like when I look at Danny, I think a little bit farmer. I think more of like a Chippendales dancer. Hopefully he doesn't hear this. <laughs> but but um it's so it's it's so awesome to know that when you get inside and know who Trent Cole is, that yeah. you really are giving back now in so many ways through farming and conservation and feeding America and feeding wildlife and feeding your family, creating revenue, creating livelihood. Talk to me a little bit about this fascination with growing the earth, with cultivating the earth. And here's, I want to say this before you get into it, because I want you to touch on this, Trent Cole. Yeah. The, the, the greatest farmers that I've ever hunted with and hunted their land, and God bless a farmer. That's why God made a farmer. Um, but they always say it's not their land. It's only theirs for a little bit of time, and they want to take the best care of it possible and make it pristine. And when they put it back up on the shelf for the next owner of that land or the next user or cultivator of that land, they want it to be in perfect condition for when they take it over. Do you live by that mindset? Yes. I mean, like I said, it's, it's like, I can say it, it's, you know, I guess I can say it this, Chad, it's every time I wake up in the morning, first thing I do, I, I, I look out the window, you know what I'm saying? And that's why I create what I have now. I've created myself where I have my house on my farm, you know what I'm saying? And I get to walk, walk out and I get to look at the crops. Like what I'm saying, how can I'm, you know what I'm saying? Make it better today. You know what I'm saying? How can I make this even a better crop today? Or what do I need to do to to take care of the land? And what you take out of it, you gotta, you know what I'm saying? You gotta put back into it. You know, when you take from the earth, you gotta put back into it. You know what I'm saying? To get, you know what I'm saying, for for the next year's crop. And um, yeah, it's like I said, it, it's it like I said, it's it's hard to explain to you, but like my upbringing, like, I, you know, me growing up around, you know, the farm community and, 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 and that's where I get all this from, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, I've been taught a lot of different things when it comes to farming and stuff. And I've learned a lot of thing, things from other people when it comes to farming, especially uh, my, my buddy, Denny, 
Um, you know, and he's one of the, I think he's a, I think he's an incredible farmer, a farmer and knowing him for how long I've known him and, and watch his operation and watch how he's done things. And, uh, and I've learned from him. Um, and like I said, it's just, um, you know, you gotta, like I said, at the end of the day, Chad, you have to, you, when you take from the earth, you got to put back in, you know what I'm saying? Because if you don't put back in and then it's going, you, you're going to, it's going to show you that, you know what I'm saying? You have to, you have to put back in, you know what I'm saying? You can't just take. Do you, do you like the idea of the sustainability factor? Talk to me a little bit about the word sustainability, because this is a big deal when you start mixing in hunting and Mm -hmm. fishing and wildlife and farming and how it comes full circle. Here you are in the middle of the summer, sweating your ass off in a combine Nobody knows, nobody knows this is going on. I mean, you might have some social media out there, but 99% of the world don't know that Trent Cole, who is an all pro NFL linebacker and defensive end is out there farming. Nobody knows that. So then all of a sudden harvest comes and here comes the food off. And then here comes the white tailed deer and the, the, the Eastern Turkey. And here comes some Canada geese and some snow geese and maybe a few mallard ducks. And now yep. here comes some rodents. Here comes a raccoon. Here comes a coyote. They're all eating off of what you provided. Then after that, here comes Chad Belding. Knock on the door. <laughs> hey, Mr. Cole, I saw all these geese over there on your cornfield. You think uh, you think I might be able to go set up some decoys at home? Sure, Chad, but uh, one condition. You got to take me for sure. So uh, coming, we'll meet here at 6 a.m. Now you got a hunter using the land. To, to harvest and feed his family the animals that your crops are already feeding. Like, it's an amazing life cycle of 360-degree encompassing sustainability that you're providing. You're, 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 you're providing food and family for America and your family. You're providing yep. livelihood. You're providing a place for animals to live in safety and security, eat in safety and security. Then you're letting us hunt your field, and you're hunting it. You're taking the harvest that you're, of your deer and your turkey and your geese and you're feeding your family and your friends with it. How cool is that lifestyle? After you done sacked every freaking quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> so it's just like, say you're, I mean, that comes to this. I mean, the things that I do is, is impacting a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta, I think you gotta be, you, you gotta be ace at what you do because you're impacting a lot of people. And you just explained that, you know, how many people is getting affected and how many animals, to animals, to just the whole world, because I mean, being a farmer, I'm the 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 grain the grain that I'm pulling off these fields, and and, and it's going across the seas. It's going, you know, it's going across to other countries. You know, we're we're not just feeding the United States; we're feeding the world here, and uh, it's it's a great feeling. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, I take pride in the, the land and the things that I do. You know, especially when I'm growing crops here, I take pride in it because people got to understand. Farming is somewhat of a gamble. You know, then these farmers are out here gambling every year, you know, then just to make a living. And, uh, and, and there's a lot of gambling and a lot of hard work behind that. And that can be lost because mother, mother nature side decides to say, Hey, it's not going to be our year. It's not going to be our year. And that's one thing that we don't have control is mother nature. And, uh, but we, as farmers, we got to do the best we can, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, to to make sure that you know we got we're, we're putting in the right putting in the you know, in the right stuff back into the soil to help you know what I'm saying to help grow these crops and and come out with the best crops. But at the end of the day, Mother Nature has she's going to do what she wants to do. You know. So are you hands on? Is there a lot of hands on by you right now at this point in your life? Oh, how oh, how, yeah. how, yeah, how old are you? Yeah. How old are you, Trent Cole? I'm 39. Okay, you're a young man. I'm 47. Yeah. So you're yeah. hands on every day, like you're out there with your guys. You're yes. you're in the combat. You're 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 yeah. doing it all. Oh, I do it all. I mean, because you know why I do it. I'm tell you reason, and I'm tell you one of the biggest reasons to the farming. And a lot of people say, "Oh man, why are you farming? Why are you doing all that hard work? You should be just retired, sit back, and do nothing, and go fishing, and and just hunt and sit around." You know what I'm saying? No, that's not me. I'll probably I'll probably work for the rest of my life. I worked, you know what I'm saying, to the day I die, I'll probably work. And the reason why I work is it's part, it's part of me and me and my, in the health. You know what I'm saying? It's, it keeps me healthy. You know what I'm saying? When I'm, when I'm out there on the farm, 
understand this is I'm walking barn to barn and it's not like a slow walk. Like I'm walking pretty fast. Like if we got to go this bar to this bar and we're walking back and forth, we're going to machine to machine and we're always moving. So when we're in a machine, we're always consistently moving, you know what I'm saying? And it, it, it's part of, it's just part of my health. You know, and it keeps me healthy. It keeps me, you know, it keeps me thin and, and, and the way I, I want to be, I mean, where I want to be as a, you know what I'm saying? Health wise. And, uh, and it's just the way. It is. I love this way of life. I wish everybody could experience it, and and uh, I think this would be a better place if everybody was farmers. Do you do you find motivation in? Let's say this: like you're a you're a world class athlete. You just mentioned that you, it keeps you thin. Do you do you work out still, or is your workout in the field in the farm? I don't. I don't. I don't work out no more. You don't I, work out. Stop working out and. This is why I do what I do. You know what I'm saying? I stay active. I stay you, active. I eat right. I stay are active. Are you self-motivated though? Do you, do you have to look at the rocks Instagram page to get motivated? Do you have to listen to a Joe Rogan podcast and hear him and nope. Mike Tyson to get you fired up? You can get fired up on your own still. No, I get fired. I can get, it's, it's already in me. It's, it's just, it's, it's embedded in me, you know? And, uh, I like, like I said, I love pages you talk about. I love the fact that they put that kind of stuff out there. You know what I mean? Because that's what people needs. Some people need that drive. You know, some people don't have that drive that I have, and nobody, and some people ain't been brought up. You know what I'm saying? The way I've been brought up, and they need that. You know what I'm saying? So you know, hats off to all them people who are actually putting that drive out there. I love it. You know what I'm saying? I love that stuff when I see it on Instagram that, that what they're doing for other people. But me myself don't need it. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm self driven. I don't need nobody. You know what I'm saying? I'm. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do what I have to do to get it done. And I know what it takes. And uh, I've been in situations and I know how, you know, say I know how to, to drive myself to, to be successful, you know, and uh, that's what it is. With, with living such a great life, Trent Cole, you've, you've proven yourself in college D1. You prove yourself in the NFL, which is the highest of honors in football. Now you're being judged by the man upstairs on how you're taking care of his dirt. You are taking care of animals and having a blast with Blitz TV. Are there ever any downtimes? Do you ever go dark, Trent? Does does the memories or the or the past ever get you down? Are you always happy, or do you do you ever fight like getting sad? Like this is real life. Like in in, in today's world of social media, everybody's happy all the time. But in in this great life that you're living, do you ever find yourself having to check yourself and be like, whoa? understand what the Lord has given me, understand what I've got to experience, my family, my kids, my career, my farm, my hunting, my fishing. Do you ever get down at all? Is there ever any time where you got to check yourself and be like, Hey man, pick yourself up. We got to go to work. No, no, I'll be honest with you. No. And the reason why is, is because the way I live life, just the way I go about things, I have morals. I live by morals. You know what I'm saying? I treat people how I want to be treated. You know, and I and I, I live with a lot. I have a lot of patience, and uh, you know, and I have a balance. You know, what I'm saying with my family, you know, and I do a lot of stuff. People say, "Man, you get to hunt here all over the place. You get to fish. You get to do all this." And it says, "Man, how do you have this time? How do you do this? How do you do all this?" But people don't know I'm with my kids and my family more than the average guy. You know, what I'm saying people don't understand that I'm with that more than the average guy is because I built this. This I I built. You know what I'm saying? Everything around me to make sure that I, you know, what I'm saying I can do all this, do all this stuff, you know. And when I do do it, I go in there, I get it done, and I get it done in a timely manner. But it, at the end of the day, but it takes preparation for that to make sure that I can make time for all that. You got to make sure you got to prep for all this to make sure that you know, what I'm saying you're trying to almost trying to guarantee yourself for success. So you know that's what that's where it comes football and the, being in sports and and coaches and teachers and uh, uncles and, and is and you're impacted by all the people. And, you know, a lot, it all depends on how you take it. You put it all together and, and then you, then you go about it your way. And uh, I have a way about things and it's just, you know, I, I want to live right. You know, I want to, I want to, you know, I treat people how I want to be treated. And uh, you know, and, and, and especially with this, the farm life I have here, I live a simple life, a very, very simple life. And you know, saying I might have this or this, but I I can tell you this, Chad. I probably only bought. I think I've only bought myself maybe only two things in my whole 
lifetime of career. This this something this to go by myself. You know what I'm saying? That's awesome. Selfless selfless selflessness. Caring more about the others, giving more to others than you care to give to yourself. Uh it's a great way to live. It's a great way to to role model and be inspiration and influence somebody and mentor somebody because I want to be that guy that's hard to buy for. I don't want anything. I don't want I want I don't want you to think like, "Oh, I got to get him something for his birthday." I just want to hang, right? So, I like to give just like you're saying and I think that what you're what you're the life that you are, you know, evolving every day is a great way to show people like you could have all the success in the world. You could have a lot of money in the bank. And that doesn't mean that you got to be out there spending it on yourself with a big Rolex and a big yacht. And Hey, go do you be who you want to be. I get that. But it's so mm. refreshing to hear that a guy with your stature, your financial ability, your farming, everything that you got going on, let's not hide it. You made some good money in football. It's public record. Yeah. Yeah. And you're giving to people yeah. every day. You're giving back every day. So congratulations, man. I love hearing that, but I got to ask you this. I'm thinking back yeah. to your football career. Yeah. Be honest, Trent Cole. Were you ever there on a Sunday and you're looking at that offensive, reading that scheme, seeing if uh, maybe Peyton Manning was saying Omaha and trying to get trying to uh, get get out of out of one play and go into the other, and all of a sudden you're like, oh man, there's about a 170 on my trail camera this morning, and the play goes off and you totally miss it because you're thinking of a big buck. <laughs> i know i caught y'all one you know i did <laughs> okay so let me, I'll, I'll put it this way now i've just talked when we went to play Colts, and i'm playing against Peyton manning and i'm sitting there looking and and, and Chad, yeah the Omaha is real <laughs> it's Omaha's real, real. He, i've had him sit there i look at it he chased a play and i remember just looking at him but like he's crazy i mean i remember i'm lined up at the line standing up and i look at him crazy and then I'm like, okay, he changed the play. Then I, you know, cold word, I just start yelling out, rabbit, 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 because that means <laughs> run, 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 because I know he's changing the play when he calls out, oh, he's Omaha on it. You know what I'm saying? He might, he might go to a play action. I don't know. Uh, but there's times where, you know what I'm saying, we get to whooping some team, some other team's butt real bad. You're just spanking them. And, you know, I'm on this. I'm, and then there's times where, like, hey, we're getting our butts. I mean, we're getting our butts whooped. You know what I'm saying? We might be getting whooped. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be straight up with you. I'm thinking about where I'm going, where I'm, what's the tree stand I'm going to go to. I wish I could just go <laughs> check the wind right now. Go check the phone, check the wind. Is the ducks flying? I want to know if the ducks fly. I'm going to the boys killed a bunch of ducks. So, you know, on the weekends, I couldn't hunt. So I'm wondering what the boys doing. I wonder what, if, that, they, if the ducks are flying or what, you know, um, oh, you know, being that. an avid. <laughs> so it's, it definitely, trust me, it, oh, you know what I'm saying? That, that's just, that, that's the peace. You know what I'm saying? You go back to, you find a, you, you find a place of peace and that's my peace. You know what I'm saying? The outdoors, man. Yeah. It was like that movie, the water boy, when Adam Sandler would envision somebody else on the other line that'd been teasing him long enough. Like I could see you like, Oh man, that looks like a white. Oh God. He's like, you gotta get ready in a hurry. <laughs> so the, so the Omaha audible, oh, is, he, is, is he one of the fine, is he one of the trickiest, finest, finest, like, like mindset, strategist and just like smart quarterback you ever played against it seems like Peyton got away with a lot because of his brain I'm gonna I'm tell you like this hey he, he, he's he's one of the greatest you know why he's one of the greatest and him Brady you know what I'm saying because the fact that they knew their opponent they know their opponents you know what I'm saying they knew their matchups and they knew that if if they had one play called or something, whatever, a post, whatever, they knew that their receiver could beat that 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 cornerback out, you know what I'm saying, at 20 yards or like at uh, at 40 yards. He knew he could outrun that that cornerback out. And that's what I got from just this, my scouting reports and stuff. And, uh, you know, they had – it was crazy. But these guys took control of the game, man. They had control of that offense. And they knew their matchups. They knew, they knew their opponent. You know, and and that's the thing is that that's what makes a great quarterback. They, if you know your matchups, man, that's a that's critical in the game because you could. I mean, that's why you wonder how how some of them guys he was tossing to. I mean, he was passing to were wide open. It's because he knew that that one that one that one receiver right there could beat this man at ten yards. He got run this man at ten yards, and he's only gonna have three seconds of that receiver being open. Crazy, huh? Like just. So now apply that to what you do now. Like, are you this planned out or are you more of a freestyle? Like I love, I love 
watching a rapper get up and do freestyle as opposed to listen to something yeah. that's written down. I love, yeah. I just like quick minds. So do, talk to me about your hunting now and how you lay out your strategy as far as you got to adapt. You have to call an audible once in a while and be like, I got to do this today. Something switched up on me. The temperature fell below. The deer might not be eating as much. They might be rutting hard. They're not rutting last week. The ducks aren't flying. The migration isn't here yet. It's too sunny. It's too cloudy. I ain't going to have shadows to hide. The turkeys aren't gobbling. There's too many hens. They're still on the hens. There's all this stuff that you got to strategize in the outdoors. Are you, are you a pre-planner, Trent Cole, when it comes to hunting? Or are you just like, let's go out there and wing it and see what happens? And I know that you got the trail cameras and you're using technology and you know kind of like your buck count and what your herd looks yeah. like. But are you, are you sought out and well thought out every single day of your hunt? Yes, I'm 365 days of the year, man, for me. And then when it comes to hunting season, and I'm very, I'm, I'm starting the whitetail season out, and you know, whitetails is one of the best. I mean, that's 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 number one for me. Um, you know, and it's, and it's not that easy. You know, saying so you're going out there trying to pursue a, a big trophy that you've seen, and you get close to them, and and I'm very calculated about it. You know, I, there's times where I've walked into my spots, and the wind has changed, and I've walked back out got in the truck and watched that deer walk right under my tree stand. And I know I could have been there and killed. I could have gone out there and, and, and harvested that, that big old buck, but I decided, hey, I'm not going to gamble. You know what I'm saying? When I go in, when I go into a stand, I'm going in with a purpose. And that purpose is going there to harvest uh, that, the, animal, the animal that I'm pursuing. And, uh, I'm very, and there's a lot of different things. Like, you know, if there's cold fronts, I mean, warm fronts, all the, I mean, I'm checking everything. I mean, I want to get the close. It's just like when I was playing football as a, as a pass rusher. Okay. In football, I want to do everything I can. The closest, the most closest to cheating that I can. Okay. And that's <laughs> how it is. That's, that's how it is. I'm going to be right there at the edge. I mean, there's going to be no room and be line to line. Okay. That's how it is a honey and anything else I do. Okay. I'm maxing everything I can do out to get close to the game. Do you, when you, when you sit there and think about this upcoming season, um, how do you explain to me, cause I'm gonna be straight up. There could be a 190 over here and a 400 inch bull elk right here. And I'm driving down the road. And my brothers are in the glass looking at him going, Oh yeah, he's got great G twos. Look at his Royals. He's going to be a four, a 398. He's going to be a 197. He's going to net this. And then I look over here and see one little mallard duck pitch into a hole and I'm turning left in a heartbeat. And people don't get that about me, right? They think I'm an absolute idiot because I would rather go watch that duck than watch this bull elk bugle. And I love elk and I love eating backstrap and tenderloins and I love everything about big game and the culinary part of it. But how do you tell me, Trent Cole, that number one is the white-tailed deer? What is so special about why 14 million Americans hunt white-tailed deer like that's crazy to me that there's that many deer hunters and i know it's easier because they're everywhere i know that it starts earlier in warmer weather and you can get them in september and october november depending on what kind of hunter you are you have very a lot of means you got yep. muzzleloader you got archery you got rifle you got a lot you got shotgun season in some states why a white-tailed deer why is that number one to you trent i mean you're a smart man you're a freaking nfl linebacker you're an athlete you should be a duck hunter first and foremost why a white-tailed deer and the, and the reason why I say whitetail deer is just from just from a, this the experience that I've had just hunting whitetails and hunting uh, other big game animals and stuff. Um, you know, the, you understand the whitetail the whitetail deer is a very 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 tough um, animal. I mean, it can survive in any type of climate, and uh, and also you understand that the, a whitetail deer they they come in all different sizes there. I mean, their racks come in different shapes and sizes. I mean, it could be anything, you know what I'm saying? Not the, you, you look at other, other uh, big game animals out there and you still get your common, same symmetrical rack and they have this, but when a white-tailed deer, you don't, you just don't know what a white-tailed deer, I mean, it could, one year it could have racks going all over the place. And it could have symmetrical with different characteristics. And that's the one thing it has, they have so many different characteristics to 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 a whitetail rack. It's it's crazy. They can, and then also, I mean, with a whitetail, they they are very very hard to hunt. You know what I'm saying? When you when you're going to hunt a big a a, a big trophy uh, whitetail, because 
it just seems like they 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 just know. You know what I'm saying? They understand. Like it's gun season. It seems like they all disappear when gun season. They they know the seasons almost about. You know, and uh, they can they they have a way of escaping. You know, um, when you know being pursued by hunters, um, they have a great way of escaping. And and like I said, it's just a it's just an animal that's just very very. I think it's just. You see them, people see them out there. They say, oh, man, I see deer. You know, so you see people say, oh, I see bucks and deer in my yard. But when you go out there to hunt them, it ain't, it ain't easy like that. You know, it's a different ball game. Once you get into where they, into their territory, uh, it's a different ball game then. You know what I'm saying? Then, then, then the hunt's on, you know. Do you, you made mention a couple minutes ago, Trent Cole, that you come really close to that line of cheating. You're willing to do what it takes to get the upper edge is what you meant. It's the way I interpreted that, right? In football. Yes. Yes. If, so you, if you if you don't get your oh sorry, what's that? Yeah. I won't I will not cheat. That's the one thing as well. I will not cheat. I won't break rules because I that's one of my I take pride in is not cheating and 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 not and not breaking rules. I'm 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 very I have a lot of pride when it comes to that. I couldn't I don't think I could live with myself if I did cheat or you know saying break rules. Um and but I, like I said, I'm gonna max it to the line. I'm gonna tell you that. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna leave it on the field. So if you it. don't, if you don't, if you don't kill your buck in archery, do you start looking more towards the gun season and and the the next legal season by any means necessary? You're putting meat in the freezer, or do you just let that deer walk and let him grow another year and hope a coyote don't get him and and or a neighbor gets him if he jumps the fence and goes onto a neighbor's plot? What kind of hunter are you? Or is it any means necessary in hunting too during the, as long as it's legal? Oh, as long as it's legal, it's gotta be legal. I can't live with myself. You know what I'm saying? Without, so it has to be, has to be legal with me. And, and that is just all part of it. You know what I'm saying? It's all part of the whole, uh, of for hunting to me, you know what I'm saying? Pursuing the animal. Like, just like, you know, cause I'm, you know, being a former athlete, you know, we played with rules. You know, we played with, uh, and there was different. You know, there's, there's rules. There's rules to the game. You know, and uh, that's how I feel about when it comes to hunting. You know, what I'm saying I'm gonna play by the rules. I'm gonna do everything right, and uh, and and make sure that because I just couldn't live myself if I did that. You know, I just don't see how people when people go out there and poach. What do they get from that? You know, crazy. Uh, I, I don't like get. It. I don't get. I don't get what they get from that. You know what I'm saying? I don't see that. I'm like, what? You can't even tell your friends. And as soon as you tell your friends or your your own social media, well, you're done. You you didn't lost your pocket. You didn't impact everybody around you. You did disgrace to your family. You know what I'm saying? You it's it, you're impacting everybody. You know what I'm saying? You're taking everybody with you. You know what I'm when you do something like that. There's no doubt. I love hearing you talk like that. And it's a lot of times people aren't looking. It's about it's about what you do when nobody's looking that you're going to be judged for in the long run and how you're going to critique yourself. And there's a lot of times where I hear people say, man, I'm mad at them. They, you know, this has been a slow year on the ducks and then they go out and do something really ignorant. Like, Hey, that's not what hunting is. You don't need to kill a limit every day. You don't need to kill a 180 every day. I, I, I hope that with all these new hunters coming in through the pandemic, all these new hunting licenses being sold, all these new hunter safety courses being taken, all the new fishing licenses. It's your job, Trent Cole. It's our job to showcase this in the right light and fly the flag and hold ourselves accountable and show these the newbies that, hey, there's a right way to do this because we don't want them to have a bad experience. We don't want them to break the law. It's easy to break the law if you don't teach yourself this game. In duck hunting, in duck hunting and deer hunting and turkey hunting and there's sunrise and there's sunset and there's there's a, a, a daily limit and, a, and, and then there's a possession limit. And then there's how many deer can you tag in this state? And if you cross state lines, can you bring the deer meat over? I mean, everything. There's wanton waste. There's the Lacey Act. There's so many laws that go into hunting. It's our job not to be ignorant to that law and to educate ourselves and to learn and to have a mentor and to be a sponge. Like we talked about in the very first five minutes, being coachable, being teachable, and not thinking that we know everything about this game because this game will humble you in a heartbeat Maybe even yeah. faster than football will in a lot of instances. Mother Nature will kick your butt if you're not careful. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Chad, like I said, I, I don't judge people. Um, um, this just comes with my upbringing, where I come from. You know, saying if you choose to do, uh, you choose to how, hunt how you want to hunt, so be it. But there's consequences in that. To that, you know, what I'm saying there's consequences to that, and uh, just know that you're going to be impacted. You're the next generation. 
what I'm saying? And there's 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 a reason why there's rules and different things and what to 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 the game to the, um to the sport of hunting. And you you decide to go against them, there's no understand that you uh, they're there for a reason that you that you're going to impact the next generation. You know, you impact your son. You you go out there, you want to kill all the deer on your farm, and then you wonder why that your son don't got no deer to kill the next year. You know, saying when your son's able to hunt down the road, you know, saying three years later, your son's, you know, saying your son's ready to go hunt. You wonder why you ain't seen too much. You know, saying just understand this, and you're 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 impacting your name, you're impacting your family's name. You know, saying because the for your actions. You know, saying so. There's a reason to everything, and everything has a reason. Every rule has a reason. I love it. I absolutely love hearing. I got to get some more of the truth out of you, Trent Cole. Do you, well, let's start with this. I want to slide over into some of my favorite things about hunting and fishing is food. I love being unorthodox and thinking outside the box. First off, though, as an NFL football player, what was your go-to, what was your favorite, if you have one, your, mm-hmm. favorite, your favorite city and favorite restaurant, if you can remember, post, post-game meal or, you know, just any meal you got to enjoy in a certain visiting team city or in your home city of Philadelphia. And you played for the Indianapolis Colts for a little bit. So what was your favorite meal on the road? Or could you remember the restaurant in the city? Um, hmm. See, I was, a, man, it's kind of crazy. I'm so simple, man. I didn't even really, like, pay attention to a lot of different things. Um, you know what I'm saying? I just, but I, I have to say this, though. Um. Uh, Del Frisco's was a big, it was a, it's a great, I, I love Del Frisco's. Ooh, I like that steak. I like, I like going to the one in Dallas and Fort Worth. So I'm sure yeah. when you're playing the Cowboys, you're yeah. over at Del Frisco's. Yeah. Del Frisco's was a great place to, to eat at. You know, I have to say. You live in the land of the Chesapeake Bay, the Eastern shore. You live in the land of, of body bagging and body booting and cu- yeah. hunting ducks a different way. You live in the yep. land of the decoy and all the decoy museums and the Harvard de Grace. And, but you also live in the land of the crab, the rockfish, which is called a striper out here. Are you a seafood fan? Do you like getting a bunch of crabs and throwing down on a boil? I, I just did a big crawfish boil this year. I absolutely love the camaraderie, the socializing that goes down. Do you, I know you just said you're a simple man when it comes to the culinary flair, but now let's get into your home, your home area, your backyard there. Do you like the seafood? And then I want to go into like the hunting and fishing and how that applies to your freezer and what we're going to find in Trent Cole's freezer when it comes to deer, turkey, duck. Yeah. Um, I'm big into, uh, I, I love tuna. I'm a big tuna fan and calamari fan. Um, when it comes to stuff, seafood and all that stuff. Um, you know, and like I said, you know, being here on the East coast, it, it was a different, like I never, really liked seafood when I was um, being from Ohio. I, did, I just didn't like seafood until I got here. And then once I got the taste of like, like tuna and rockfish or striper, whatever you want to call it, rockfish striper, um, man, I'm talking about that's, there's nothing like that. That's like I said, steak, you know what I'm saying? Steak, tuna and rockfish. And I have to say, uh, walleye. I mean, it would be my best. I mean, when it comes to just, you know what I'm saying, foods, you know, and coming to the East Coast was a big experience, especially, like you said, with the, the crawfish bowls, of which I had experience with that. And I love the camaraderie with that, that that brings, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot more that needs to be done, you know, around around the area. A lot more in everybody's backyard getting back yes. to that, to that back conversing, to that. Yeah. conversing and talking. Do you, do you like to throw down on a, a whitetail? backstrap on your grill are you a guy that's going to be outside grilling for the family if i opened your freezer am i going to see a meticulously organized freezer of of everything that you've harvested off of your farm and other places that you're so lucky to hunt yes yes you're gonna see uh you're gonna see my freezer you're gonna see elk you're gonna see um and you're gonna see elk you'll see whitetail um you're gonna also see uh you'll see a couple uh couple different things i'm gonna get take to the taxidermist too, a couple of ducks. <laughs> so, um, that's, uh, that's pretty much you'll see more of a whitetail and elk. And, uh, my next on list is a moose. That's what you're going. Are you going after this year? You going to the Yukon? You going to Continental United know, States? I don't know yet. Um, I'm, I, I've, I've been moose hunting before and I tell you this, I've had one of the crazy experiences there and it was one of the best experiences ever. And I had a world-class moose in front of me at literally probably, I think it was five, yeah, five yards. I had a world-class moose at five yards. 
and I chose not to shoot. I chose not to shoot. And the reason why is because we were on a boat and um, we were coming, we were in, uh, we were way up northern Canada. Uh, I forgot the area up there, but um, we were coming, we were coming down. We, what we do is we go up the creek. We're making call. We make, you know, we're making our grunt calls up the creek, uh, making a grunt call all the way about a mile up and just making a grunt call. So when we come back down the creek off the lake, um, you know, in these 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 bull, you know, saying bull moose, they 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 they'll come. You know, saying they'll come to the creek looking for you know on the call. And so enough, you know, saying we got almost close to the uh, back to the lake, and here's one. I mean, I mean, grunting all kind, making all kind of noise, just losing his mind because you know, what I'm saying and he because he had a cow, <clears throat> he had a, had a cow there, and um, she. Um, we started getting closer to him, and Tab, we left the freaking trolling motor on. We got to turn the trolling motor. I had a cameraman with me, and I forgot to turn the uh, the, the trolling motor on uh, off when he when we was going up. And next, you know, I'm going right into him. I'm 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 like going right to him. He's coming to the edge. I'm still going right to him, and I'm like, and I started like panicking. I said, turn the trolling motor off because <laughs> we're gonna go right into this thing. This day pull this day comes up at fire. He he literally makes a path through the bushes, raking them. This this rake the whole path to get to that creek. And he came right to me, stopped, and it was just a stare off. And all I could do is I had a bow in my hand. I was bow hunting. And all I could do is look back and I see a creek. And I had my waders on and I see my camera and I says, if I take a shot at this bull, this bull's got one way to go. He's gonna just drive straight towards us he's gonna come right at us you know then and we can't go swim because we got waders on and there's no way i'm going forward at him so i decided to hold off i decided to hold off on him because i mean i didn't want to go i didn't want to put us in danger you know tough decision to make moose i love eating moose I mean, you, met, you mentioned world class world class moose just a world big class. big old paddles it, on him oh it was it was uh, I, I just i had to text you a picture um, I, I mean, from the camera, it was unreal. Yeah, text unreal. me a picture of it. I want to see. It. But you mentioned you mentioned the calling. Um, we mentioned we mentioned the audible of Omaha and the communication <laughs> in the huddle and what 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 you know all of the the audio sounds that you hear. I mentioned if you're a smack talker, if I mic'd you up on a Sunday, like Lawrence Taylor, number fifty six of the New York Giants was at one time. LT, he was a bad boy. Like that dude could he could rake in football, but. How addicted are you to the vocalizations, if the jargon, if you will, of the wild duck, the Canada goose, the moose, the grunt, and 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 all of the little bleeps and the stuff that you do on a white tail call? Are are you into hunting the with the vocabulary and learning that and becoming a perfectionist of that to to you know become one with the animal and talk, speaking their language like the the master Will Primos taught us? Yes, I'm big into vocals. I love using vocals, you know what I'm saying, parsing because of my tactics. Um, big into that. I love vocal. That's just all I feel like that's all part of it. Um, and it's um and, and you know, I, like Chad, I may I even make my own diaphragms when it comes to turkey hunt. You know, and maybe I might start making them for elk hunting. I make my own from elk elk hunting. I got a press I use. Um, you know, and I, I press my own diaphragms and stuff and Made my calls is how big I am into it. Um, but like I said, I do, I am a big fan when it comes to using vocals. I love it. Do you, do you feel good where our man Danny is? Um, coach Danny, as you're supposed to refer to him as coach, coach Reed, coach Danny Reed. Um, how you <laughs> feeling about camo space? You see my shirt, this episode of the foul Eye podcast with the man yeah. Trent Cole yeah. is brought to you by camo space. Y'all get ready for camo space unapologetic a new home for hunters fishers providers gatherers conservationists living off the land dog trainers sporting dog ranching farming you name it recipes cooking just this awesome lifestyle that trent cole and me have been talking about for the last hour camo space denny reed the great state of maryland maryland you heard trent cole say that denny reed is a great farmer but he's also got camo space we're doing a soft launch right now we got the great michael waddell and bone collector involved t-bone nick Mont. Booger Bottom, Georgia. We got Waddy involved. We got Trent Cole. We got Camo Space coming. Trent, we're gonna. This is gonna be pretty neat. I'm fired up for Denny. I'm proud to be part of it. Are you excited for Camo Space? 
Yes, I mean, it came a long way, man. And I remember when he first did it, and that's how I mean, uh, then he became friends, and we didn't even know we lived this close to each other. And, uh, you know what I'm saying, I'm, I'm really proud of him, and um, very, I mean, very, very excited excited for him and this uh, this whole camel space, because, you know, this is a, it's a place where, you know what I'm saying, it's not, people can, uh, people can speak their minds, and they can just be, you know, it's a place to be free. You know what I'm saying, and and uh, it's it's a place of common sense. I have to say, I like it. I love that. That makes that's perfect way to put Camo's face, a place of common sense because it all just makes sense. Like this life makes more sense than any other type of life I've ever seen. I always tell people, Trent Cole, that this is cool, man. It's neat to wake up and look at your your tractor and get on it and move dirt. And it's cool to go out and strategize on a whitetail or a duck or a bear or a moose or an elk. A, a gobbler it's 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 nice to go out and flip a a crankbait in there and, and catch a bass and let him go and let your kid catch him a week later or a year later when he's a pound bigger it's nice to be able to to go out and catch some walleye in some cold water in north america and put on a fish fry for you and your friends maybe some farmers around the area that you network with saying thank you to all of them for helping you through the years and being mentored to trent cole there's all kinds of coolness that comes out and and selflessness, selflessness that we talked about of giving back to others, man. So I salute you, bro. This is unbelievable life you're living. Blitz TV. Talk to me about Blitz TV, Sportsman's Channel. You got a new season coming up. When are we airing? Talk. Tell tell the followers where they can find Blitz TV. Um, if I don't have it right. Uh, yeah, like it's called Blitz Outdoors. We went from Blitz TV to the new Blitz Outdoors, and uh, you can check it out on the Sportsman Channel. Um, you go to our website at uh, cooloutdoors.com. And uh, you can, I mean, actually, you can go blitz, yeah, blitz outdoor, blitzoutdoors.com and uh, check it out. And, uh, you know, check out the whole team, check out just, uh, uh, you know, who we are as, uh, as you know, yeah, if you go there and, and, and check the website out, you you can, you can see, you can, you can relate to some of the guys on the team. Um, you know, we're just simple guys that work everyday jobs and, uh, and, and enjoy the outdoors and, uh, like I said, especially with the show, we show it in the show. It's it's all real. You know, so you get, and a lot of people can verify that and confirm that that you know it's it's what you get. You know, it's a lot of East Coast hunting, a lot of whitetail hunting, a lot of big game hunting, and uh, pretty much you know we, we kind of like just show that you know we represent the East Coast pretty much uh, when it comes to the outdoors. East Coast is in the house, but this season we're going to try to meet up and kill some mallard ducks, like some. We're going after him. We're going to get after him, Trent. But I got to ask you this: I've had a lot of these MMA guys in the in the. I've had I've had NFL guys and Major League Baseball players and boxers. But I had a lot of these MMA guys, and a lot of them were NCAA Division One wrestlers and Olympic wrestlers. And I always talk a little smack. I try to get them and you know show their weakness, show my skills as a a mixed martial artist. If you come into camp, Trent, or I come to your camp. Are you going to allow me to show you up in Oklahoma? Because I'm quick, man. Are we going to have an Oklahoma, uh, you know, when we both lay on our backs, helmet to helmet, and the coach says go, and we got to stand up and, and pop each other. Do you think you could beat me to your feet and make me look dumb, or do I put you on your back? What's your call if you got a crystal ball? I'm going to win. <laughs> I, it, it don't matter. I'm, I'm still, I think I'm still, I'm, I'm still in great shape. And uh, no matter if I was in, the worst shape. I'm going to win. <laughs> <laughs> what are what are what what are you, what are you? You are you six foot three, two sixty right now? Because I know in playing, you said two twenty five, but in your playing days, you're around two sixty, right? Yeah. So about right now, probably like six three, two about two seventy five. Two seventy five. Oh yeah, I ain't playing Oklahoma against you. I ain't. <laughs> I would probably get up and then just take off running the other way. But man, thank you for yeah. being here. We got to do it again. We got to get together in Maryland. We got to get together in Duck Camp, Goose Camp, wherever at Turkey Camp next spring. Congratulations on your football career, your family, your kids, your farming, your hunting, your fishing, your your Blitz Outdoors company and family, man. It's just awesome to know that you are living out your dreams because of hard work and dedication and commitment and sacrifice. And most importantly, doing it right when nobody's looking. That's what I got out of you today, Trent Cole, is that you're the man. You don't cut corners. You hold yourself to a higher standard. And that's why you're experiencing the success and living right. And we appreciate you, man. I'm glad to... Glad to call you a friend, even though we haven't met personally, but we will soon. And I know we're going to become better, better friends. Thank you for being on the show, my man. Yeah, thank you for having me, Chad.
Let's do it again, yeah? Yes, man. Yes. Blitz Outdoors oh, yeah. Sportsman's Channel, blitzoutdoors.com. Instagram at Blitz Outdoors now? Yep, Blitz Outdoors. Look for Trent. Look him up. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh I'm gonna hunt with this guy. I gotta I gotta learn more about Oh, you gotta come out, man. I'm I, coming gotta, up. I've been following you for a long time, for years. For years. Well, well thank well, you. That means the world to me. I've been following you for years, man. You know, I'm big into the waterfowl. I'm something that I don't show too much, you know, out there. But I'm big waterfowl hunter, man. I'm big out. We we All snow. Right. I got a snow goose rig. I got a big trailer with snow goose rig out here. We got a lot of snow goose out here, and uh, and we're, I'm big into waterfowl hunting, man. Because usually, I I say you know I set everything up to make sure that I can get all the whitetails I need to get down or whatever I'm pursuing, so I can go back to waterfowl hunting. You know. Oh, I uh, like that. Yeah, so I got I, I try to get it done fast and quick, and then it's it's time to go. You know, saying go go cut some ducks. Well plan on it this year we're going to do it because you know our title sponsors right there in your backyard in aco keek maryland vanilla yep. usa the super yep. black Eagle three plan yep. on it we're doing it together this year that's trent cole the foul life podcast again this episode brought to you by danny reed camo space check it out the app download the app get ready about august 15th we're going to be going full bore thank you michael waddell for coming on nick munt t-bone bone collector booger bottom georgia thank you to all of our partners and sponsors here at the foul life tv don't forget to check out brand new episodes airing of Benelli's The Foul Life Season 14 right now exclusively on the Outdoor Channel. This week, we're in California with Andrew Murray and Tyler Jordan, the entire Realtree crew, catching up with them on that new pattern, Max 7. We're going to launch it at the end of this month, July 29th through the 31st, Little Rock, Arkansas, the Delta Waterfowl National Convention. I'll be there. Yours truly will be there speaking. Justin Martin, Duck Commander, Mojo, uh, Honey Break. We're going to have some great seminars. We're going to be there with Realtree Outdoors launching Max 7, as well as come see us in our banded booth, we are going to have Drake White in concert playing what Trent Cole referred to today as the simple line. He's going to be playing his hits in the banded booth Saturday, July 30th, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. in Little Rock, Arkansas Convention Center at the Delta Waterfowl National Convention. Thank you all so much for the support, the downloads, the subscriptions to our all five of our podcasts. Big news coming out of the podcast realm. Thank you all so much for being here. We're going to check it out right now with 2 a.m. Logic. This song is called My Foul Life. Feels my